The best way to learn how to be a dad is to learn from awesome dads. Welcome to the Awesome Dad Show. Here's your host, Mark Savant. Welcome to the Awesome Dad Show. Today I am joined by a very special guest, Bruce Silverman. He's the play-by-play announcer for the Orlando City Soccer Club. He's been involved in radio, in sports broadcasting, and I just loved hearing from him and listening to stories of how, A, he's doing something that he loves every single day, which I think is incredibly important that you enjoy what you're doing, but B, the different ways and the different stories that he's been able to involve his children in his life as a sports broadcaster, help them stay grounded, helping them find their passions and really strive for greatness. It's just a really fascinating, really exciting conversation with Bruce. And I always enjoy speaking with professional broadcasters as they bring a special level of talent to the show. You are in for a real treat here today. If you're new here to the podcast, please take two minutes, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you leave a review on Apple iTunes. That really helps us in reaching more fathers and spreading the word about how important fathers are, how dads are everyday heroes if the household. So please take a moment and subscribe. You can also find the episode live on YouTube if you want to see my face and Bruce's beautiful face. Head on over to YouTube. You can catch that. I also want to extend a personal invitation to you. Head on over to Facebook. Check out the Act a Dad group, the Awesome Dad group on Facebook. It is a, just a fantastic community. We have so much support, so much positivity for fathers there. And I think you'll really appreciate that community. Listen, there are a lot of great things coming for fathers. I can't go over it all right here, right now. You can head over to actadad.com and, and get a feel for all the great things that we're doing for fathers. But in the meantime, let's get into this really dope episode with Bruce Silverman. You're really going to enjoy it. DJ, run the tape. Bruce, welcome to the Awesome Dad Show. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Apparently, uh, apparently I'm an awesome dad, so I guess that qualifies me. I think so. I've listened to you. you you're, you're crushing it in Orlando on the soccer and the commentary and just a lot of great things. Can't wait to get into that. But before we get into that, I just want to ask you a question. We were just sure. talking a little bit before the show started. What was it like when your son told you that he was going to go out and vote this year and do his civic duty? Well, I, I think it was great. He, he turned uh, 18 in, in December. And um, this was something that he had really, I, you know, something he wanted to do when he started paying attention to politics and wanted to know when he could vote, when he could register. And, and today it culminates. I'm in Florida. It comes all together. And he's out and he's voting for his candidate. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with, with the results tonight and what happens really with, with what's going on in our country right now. And, um, and hopefully we're past everything that's taking place now when it comes to the general election in November. And hopefully in November, he'll actually be in college, which is a big unknown right now for the class of 2020. Yeah, it seems to be as parents, there's just so much unknown to go through, whether it's coronavirus or political unrest or economy concerns. Have you had any conversations like that with your son? And how did that, how did that look? How did that go? Is he concerned? A- absolutely. I mean, right, right now, um, he was in Washington, D.C. on a trip. Um, and his trip was canceled about two hours after he was in the White House. Mm. and had to fly home and he was home two days early and then the reality started really creeping in 
as decisions were made. You had first, school was going to be closed this week. Um, no, no, actually, that wasn't even the first thing. The first thing was spring sports look like we're done. So his volleyball team's 7-0. and So um, that's probably over. You've got school out in, in, in our county. They said school is out this week and then next week with spring break. Got news for you. We're going to be out for weeks, if not months. Um, so prom is, is at stake. Actually, walking at graduation is, is at stake. Uh, my oldest son is supposed to graduate college on May 1st. Not sure if that's going to happen. My youngest son graduating high school uh, April, uh, not, not April, May 30th. Not sure if that's going to happen. So the reality for the class of 2020 is, man, we were having a great year, and all of a sudden our year is shut down. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, just today I reached out to the folks at Bright Futures, um, which is a scholarship program, um, based upon grades and community service and test scores. I reached out to them today, Bright Futures in Florida, and said, please lower the requirements for earning a scholarship because the class of 2020 is losing out on the better part of what makes their senior year. And they're, the economy is tanking right now. So investments are tanking, everything else. So scholarships are that much more important. So if there's one thing that you can do out there, folks, is you can go out and you can go to Bright Futures. I apologize, wasn't even sure I was going to talk about this, didn't even plan on talking about this, but go to Bright Futures um, in the state of Florida and send them a letter, send them an email and say, please lower the requirement for the class of 2020 to earn a scholarship because this class is going to need all of those funds more than ever before because investments are going down and they're missing out on so much. And in some cases, the requirements for Bright Futures and qualifying for Bright Futures is actually going down for the class of 2021. So why not give that to the, to the students now? I mean, it makes total sense to me. I think as, as fathers and as parents, we want the best for our kids. We want them to be better than us. And when the world is in such unrest, it's just kind of hard kind of hard to make that that offering to them uh, because when I was graduating high school um, I certainly wasn't um, stuck in my house and 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 not being able to see my friends and not going out and not going to parties and and not having senior skip day and and going to Disney with with my with my uh, fellow students and everything else that went together with with graduation I'm sitting here right now thinking about um, when I graduated from high school and, and knowing that my youngest son is not going to have that opportunity. I'm thinking about my college graduation and thinking about how my oldest son may not have that opportunity. Yeah. This, is, this is the reality. We're only a few days into what's going on right now. And, and it is changing minute by minute. So I think we all need to take a deep breath and really be concerned about how this is impacting our students and our children yeah. and what's going to happen with businesses. Because, you know, right now, look, Orlando city, I'm not broadcasting for at least 30 days, maybe 60 days, maybe longer, not exactly sure what's going to happen with, with all of that. Luckily, um, 30 minutes after MLS made the announcement that they were going to shut down for at least 30 days, and we know that's going to be longer. CDC came out and said, you know, no groups of larger than 50 for eight weeks. 
So now, obviously, that is going to affect any kind of sporting event because you can't even put on a sporting event and include teams and staff, just the essential staff, and be under 50. So we are well inside of that, and we will be for a long time. But what really impressed me was Orlando City called me and and said, we're going to take care of you. We're going to continue to pay you while we're having this this suspension. That was great news for me because um, every aspect of business is being affected right now. And, and kudos to the Mark Cubans of the world and Orlando cities of the world and Zion Williamson uh, of the world and come and others and, and others that are uh, Arthur blank with, with the, uh, Atlanta United and the Atlanta Falcons coming out and saying, we're going to take care of our people, but there are so many people that are not going to be taken uh, care of. And so many people that are concerned that they're going to be laid off and not have income. And, and that is a concern for me. For other people, it's a concern for me because, you know, my other business is that I do credit card processing, merchant services, and business solutions. And I have customers that are worried about going out of business. They're worried about their business drying up. Um, on Friday, just Friday, retail sales were down 20% and restaurant sales were down 43%. Mm. Now, let's take those numbers. Retail is going to probably be down 70, 80 Restaurants are going to be down close to 100, and it's going to be like this for, for weeks, if not months. So yeah, this is a time where everyone is a dad, everyone is a mom, everyone is a citizen, and everyone needs to take care of everybody else because this is going to be a long road. Yeah, it certainly is. Like you said, I, I think people can't fully comprehend how this is going to trickle out amongst every single human being on, on the planet. And we're just, I think we need to do the best we can for our kids. I know that several people I know, their kids are not in school. So my wife and I are talking about, well, how do we continue to educate our kids? Like, are we going to look into programs like ABC Mouse or putting them in front of a tablet? Are we going to start leveraging these technologies? Because we want our kids to continue learning. Like your son, how, what's, what are his thoughts on going to college? Has he started considering maybe attending a virtual college? or? Well, no, I, I think what's going to happen is colleges right now are all virtual. Right. I mean, I, I don't know any schools that are still in class. Right. Um, the University of Florida, which is where, where he, he is going to attend, is all online classes right now. And they said that will be that, that way for the remainder of, of the semester. So universities are basically going to do that. So it, it, he's supposed to start in the fall. But it's, I would say at this point, it's 50-50 if yeah. he's going to be going to college and, his, and his, uh, his classroom is going to be down the hall from my office. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's another kind of a, a cool thing, I think. You know, assuming that we get back on track eventually and the soccer season and the sports start back up again, does he – has he – ever shown any aspirations to join you in the booth? I know that he's done that in the past. He has, and he has joined me in the booth. What was that Um, like for me? Walk walk me through what that day was like, Bruce. Oh, that was the greatest. Look, I've wanted to be a broadcaster and a sports broadcaster since I was in the fourth grade. And I've been a professional broadcaster since 1989. You can do the math on how long that's been. Um, And I had the opportunity to, to call a basketball game. It was a pro basketball game. And I was slated to just do the game by myself, just doing play-by-play, no color. 
So um, I reached out to the production company and I said, look, my son is a basketball player. He's an aspiring broadcaster. Um, if you wouldn't mind, he'd love to do the, the color. You don't have to pay him. Um, he'll just join me in the booth. And it was one of the greatest experiences in the world. Here I am saying, you know, I'm Bruce Silverman along with Ethan Silverman. And, you know, here we go. And, and it was a lot of fun. It really was. And, and a couple of times I looked at him like, why are you praising the, uh, the officials by saying that was a good call? But beyond that, uh, you know, he really, he did a great job and it was a lot of fun. And it wasn't the first time that he had ever put on a headset, but it was obviously the first time that we had ever done anything together. And, and hopefully down the road, he's going to go to the school, go to the university of Florida, which I'm sort of having a hard time with considering I, uh, I'm a University of Georgia Bulldog, Georgia. and and he he said Gators suck before he actually could say Dad. So it's kind of <laughs> ironic that he's going to Florida, and ironic that I told him that I I thought that he should go to Florida. Um, but I would love for him uh, to go to Florida, have the opportunity to call games, uh, learn the business, l- learn all about broadcasting journalism, and and make a run at it in this business the way. Uh, he wants to in in his way and his style and everything else and and if I have the 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 honor and the privilege of of being able to call a game with him down the road again, that would be fantastic but to me it was it was a trip and um i, I don 't really get nervous calling games and i wasn 't nervous that night but i was i was excited and and it didn 't really hit me until we were probably getting close to halftime that here I am calling a game with my 18-year-old son, and that was pretty neat. Yeah, I absolutely love that. One of the things I'm really passionate about is finding activities that both you love as a parent and your kids love, right? Because if you can merge your passions together, I think that you're setting yourself for a much more satisfying life. So sports, were you ever yeah. involved with sports with your son? You ever doing any coaching? or I, 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 did, I did coach him to, to, his, um, to his chagrin. <laughs> um, he, he liked when I coached, but he didn't, he, I don't think he really liked my coaching style. Uh, and that sounds know, like my wife and I, when we, when we work out, she likes to work out. Just not when I'm there. <laughs> watch your yeah, form and all that. You know, it, it's pretty much the case, but no, but I, I coached him and, and I watched him and, and I, and, and, and there was nothing better. And this is one of the things that as a parent is really disappointing about what's taking place right now. And in the cancellation of, of sports. So um, he chose this year not to play basketball. He's six foot five, um, chose not to play basketball. He actually wanted to call the games. Well, because of technical issues, he wasn't really able to call games, but he turned his attention to playing volleyball, which he was really excited about. He's, he's captain of the team and everything that goes along with that. And team went seven and zero. Oh. The last two games he missed because he was in Washington, D.C., um, and that, that trip that he was on was actually for broadcasting. It was student television uh, conference. And so he missed the last two matches. The team goes 7-0, and and they're never going to play again. Best team that the school has ever had. They were really firing on all cylinders. And, and I thoroughly enjoyed going to the matches, watching them play, you know, the camaraderie with the parents. Uh, my son encouraged me to, to kind of trash talk with him. And because of the nature – of volleyball is you can talk to the kids and the kids can talk back and it's not as serious as basketball or football or anything like that. (laughs) Excuse me. So 
um, it was fun to, to talk to him during the games and make fun of him and him to say, well, okay, Baldy, and everything else. And, and we had fun with it. So last night, one of the things I did is I downloaded the, the team picture and I put on there, you know, 7-0, and perfect season. Um, and I said, district, regional, and state champs. And I awesome. sent it to all the parents. And then I sent it to, to him so he could share it with his teammates. Um, so I think that's the thing that, that all of us are doing at this point, is, is trying to find ways to, to pick these kids up um, through all the disappointment that they're dealing with right now. I mean, look, I'm dealing with disappointment. You're dealing with disappointment. A lot of us are dealing with disappointment. Um, but we're older and we're more mature and we've been through disappointment. Not anything yeah. at this level, but, but we've dealt with things in our lives before. And so we're better prepared for that. And, you know, you asked before, what lessons can we teach? How can we educate our children? Now's a great opportunity to take time. And I've seen memes and everything else with this, but now's a great time to teach them how to research, teach them how to invest, teach them how to do their own laundry, teach them how to clean up after themselves, um, teach them how to create and start businesses. Um, these are all the things that we can teach our kids to do regardless of age. I mean, I have an 18 year old and a 22 year old. Um, you know, even if your kids are younger, you know, great lessons that can be taught right now that they're gonna take with them when we get past this. Um, if nothing else, kids are certainly gonna know how to wash their hands. Right, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> so, so breaking that down a little bit, um, I think that, like you said, it's, it's really important that we're teaching our kids these life lessons and it can easily be lost in the sauce. Um, how do you actually convince your kids that they need to or should listen to these questions? Because I know that a lot of the questions that I get from, te from fathers of teenagers is, my kid doesn't care what I say. They're just going to do the exact opposite. Was there any situation where your kid didn't listen to you, maybe learned a hard lesson and it said, okay, dad, I'm, I'm, ready, to, I'm ready to hear what you got for me? Anything like uh, that ever happened? Sure. sure. And, and as, as a parent, you, you're, you're heartbroken when they don't listen and then they learn the hard way. But at the same time, it, it, it helps the situation. And so uh, with both of them, um, they've taken my advice. They've not taken my advice. But, you know, have the relationship where when I do say something, um, it, it's at least partially, if not fully heated, um, especially at this point. Um, you know, neither one of them too rebellion uh, or rebellious, which is, which is nice. And, and ultimately, I, I think uh, that, that serves them well. Um, especially do you think, do you think, I'm, I'm just curious, Bruce, you said that they, you know, they've been part of the family team. They're not being rebellious. Do you think that's because you've given them uh, a longer leash to kind of explore different ideas? Or do you think it's because you've kept a tight leash? So you say, hey, let's stay away from these bad things. This, this is, there's no one right way to parent. I'm just oh, curious. No, there isn't. I, I would say probably uh, medium leash. Okay. And, and I think, um, I, I think, especially with my little one, uh, good balance between myself and my wife mm. um, yeah. in, in uh, sometimes playing good cop, bad cop, uh, sometimes just having differences of opinion and, and showing that it's okay to, to, to uh, talk things out. And, and in my particular case, um, my wife is not his mom, um, and they, but they have an amazing relationship. So, so I think that is an, an incredible lesson that, 
sometimes marriages don't work out and sometimes families um, become new families and, and, and as a result, um, everybody can, can really learn from each other and, uh, and benefit from each other. This has actually come up quite a bit on the Awesome Dad Show because 50% of marriages now in, in, in typically sure. in separation. So it's becoming a, a more common topic. I'm, again, another kind of curious question for you. Do you all use the term step-parent in the house, or is that kind of a no-go? Um, here's the interesting thing. I, I got married uh, again in uh, 2000, November of 2017, uh, but have been with my wife since 2010. Um, I have been dating her about 10 months, eight, 10 months before my boys even met her, uh, because it was important to me to wait until I knew whether this was going to be yeah. a, a thing or not. I didn't want, um, you know, different women coming in and out of their lives. And thankfully it, 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 it worked out. And the person that I started dating was, was the person that, um, that I ended up marrying. Um, so it was interesting that my little one had, had called her stepmom. Um, for years before um, we even got married. And, you know, one time I even asked him about it. And he said, well, you know, that's pretty much what she is. And pe people already think you're married. So, you know, that's, that's that. And actually, when I, um, when I decided that I was going to propose, I actually asked him. And because uh, he was the one that was home from school and be affected the most. And I said, you know, are you okay with this? And he said, I am. And and uh, you have my blessing. And then I said, fine, so you get to be my best man. And he was. And, um, you know, for, for him, I think it's been, a, it's been a really a fantastic situation and a, and a great um, part of his life, which is, which is something that I'm incredibly thankful for because, you know, I know too many people and I heard too many stories where the step-parent um, is, is persona not grata. Right. Bad word. Yeah. Uh, the step parent doesn't like the kids and the kids don't like the step parent and, and unfortunate in that respect. So um, I, I think the legal term is step parent, but at this point um, he doesn't call her mom, but he says she is my mom. And, and so um, I think in everybody's situation, it's a little bit different. And in that particular case, it was totally taking his lead in what he was comfortable with. I think that's a really solid way to handle it. Really solid way. Bruce, I want to segue a little bit back to, to soccer and pro sports. So by being in the industry, you have special access, right? You're, you're on the field, you know, the people you're seeing these professional world-class athletes. When your kids get to meet them, do you ever feel, you ever explain to them like, listen, this isn't normal. You know, this is, this is kind of like a special, a special thing. How do you keep them grounded? Yeah, it, it, it's funny. Um, I, I try to drag my little one to sporting events and say, come, come in the booth with me and do all these things with me. And um, it's, you know, he, sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. Um, you know, we had a trip planned. We'll see what happens with it, although I don't think it's going to happen. When, when my oldest son graduates, uh, it's supposed to be on May 1st, May 2nd, um, we had a game in Orlando. So I said, you'll come to the stadium with me. You'll be in the booth with me, everything else. I have interviewed, I, I've interviewed, you know, thousands of athletes, thousands of, uh, of celebrities, political figures, everyday walk of life people. I've never really been personally in awe of anybody because, you know, look, when you get to know athletes and you know them on a personal level, um, you realize that for the most part, not all of them, 
but for the most part, they're pretty humble, grounded people. They just happen to have a high profile uh, job and, and people kind of like hold them to a higher regard or, or put them on pedestals. And there are some athletes, there are some celebrities that, that embrace that. And those aren't the ones that I really enjoy being with or talking to or interviewing. Um, but what, what I've been fortunate in, in working now with three different teams and actually being the voice of three different teams, which I think is a very different responsibility and a very different dynamic than just going in a booth or going to a game and putting on a headset and, and calling a game, which I've done thousands of times with people I've never met. Um, but I've always enjoyed the aspect of being the voice of a team and going to practice and sitting with players and getting to know them and getting to know their wives and getting to know their kids and going through milestones together. And even when they're, when they're out of the game, uh, you know, a good friend of mine who played with the Fort Lauderdale Strikers, Miami FC, ended up with the, with the Cosmos, started his career in MLS, retired, um, and is now uh, married and has a child on the way. And those things, those things are what are exciting to me because, you know, I know him and I know his now wife and, and I'm excited for him. And um, yes, because of my job, I, I have the opportunity to do that. Um, and, and that to me is cool because I see um, athletes go through the course of their career from when they, they're rookies to when they make an impact to, the, to when they retire. And, and all of those are milestones that we all go through. Um, we all start our career at one point. We all retire at some point. Um, and, and hopefully in broadcasting, you, you have a larger career or a longer career than, than an athlete would. Um, but I don't think my son's ever really been in awe. A um, couple of times where we've gone to Miami Heat games and we've been a little close to the players. Yes, he gets a little excited. You know, that's so-and-so, that's so-and-so. But when I've actually introduced him, uh, to people, you know, the firm handshake, which I know you can't do anymore. Right. Uh, you know, it's the elbow or the fist bump. I, I'm not even sure. Well, it doesn't matter. We're, we're you know, uh, through, through the magic of, of the computer. So I guess, it, you know, look, we can, we can fist bump right now. We can even shake hands if we want to. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, in, in the past, it was just like, you know, nice to meet you and carry on a conversation. And, and what was really neat, too, is, is you know, when it was teams that I was associated with and I would go, um, you know, after they met my son, they would always ask about him. Um, and uh, last year, one of the guys that, that played for the Strikers years ago um, was playing for Philly Union. Um, and after the game, went downstairs, went to the locker room, and he takes off his, uh, his kit and he hands it to me. And I'm like, dude, this thing weighs like 500 pounds. I now have your DNA. Um, it stinks. And, and, you know, you wear, you know, you're five, seven and you wear a small, I'm telling you, it's not going to fit me. And he said, give it to your son. Um, and that's what I did. And I, I thought that was really neat. Yeah, that's cool. That's, that's a really neat way to, to kind of get back to your kids. And, and I got to say, I've been really impressed and, and, and surprised throughout the, the process of the awesome dad show. I've interviewed NFL champions and celebrities and, they're all most all of them are very down to earth and are just excited to to kind of chat because the interesting the interesting thing about fatherhood is we all have our own unique journey but we also all share a lot of the same challenges and difficulties so i found that to be pretty remarkable absolutely and look 
you know, whether you are a, a, a CPA or you're an athlete or a broadcaster or an interviewer or whatever it is that you do, when you become a parent, your life changes. Right. You know, good, bad, or indifferent, it changes. You're now responsible for someone and something more than just yourself. And there are trials and there are tribulations. There are good days and there are bad days. Um, but ultimately, both of my kids have made me proud. At, at most times, they disappointed me at times. Um, and, and really, what's disappointing to me right now is that on, I, I truly believe, and I'm trying to mentally prepare myself for this so that they're mentally prepared for it, that come May 1st and come May 30th, um, I'm not going to be able to do for them what my parents were able to do for me, which is sit in, a, in an auditorium and yeah. hear their name call and clap for them and, and throw them uh, graduation parties and, and all of the things that go along with that rite of passage. And I have been thinking, what can I do, um, even from a virtual standpoint, um, to have something for them? And, and you know, I, I've, I've thought about it. And I guess it's going to be a waiting period because number one, the schools are going to have to make decisions on what they're going to do and how they're going to handle things. That's number one. And then number two, it's going to be what technology can we take advantage of? And I, I think there, there are a number of industries that are going to truly benefit from what's going on right now. And I think technology is going to be one of those yeah. things. I mean, look, uh, we're, we're, you know, miles and miles apart and we're having this conversation and we are, sharing our stories and we're talking about our kids and and everything that goes along with that and, and i can't tell you and we were talking before we started um i'm used to being on your side of things and i'm not as 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 used to even though i've been interviewed over time um usually it's because you know somebody's asking me what do i think about this game or what do i think about this athlete or everything not I'm, rarely am i you know ask questions about my life and my children so you know, um, kudos for you for, for getting me out of my comfort zone um, a, a little bit. Hopefully, hopefully I'm doing okay with it. Um, but I really will be interested to see what we can do with technology to bring people together over the course of the next, um, you know, days, weeks, and, and months, and how we're going to come out uh, on the other side. I'm working very hard to try to figure out how I can keep um, as many businesses as possible in business. Yeah. And, and generating income. And that's, like I said, I do the, the credit card processing and I'm reaching out to people and trying to express to them that, that there's an opportunity now and, and, and to be open-minded to finding business solutions to stay afloat and also to plan for what can take place in two months, in three months. And, and right now everything is so fresh and so new. And what is it that we do over the next course of, of weeks and months um, to stay afloat, because right now I think everybody is in a sense of bewilderment and, and what, what do we do next and what happens next? And, and every minute the plan's changing. You know, the other day it was, you know, a thousand people. And then by the end of the day, it was stay away from 10. Yeah. Then it was 500. Yesterday's 10. Um, personally, I wish that, that um, the president would just get in front of everybody and say, stay home. This is what we need to do. We're going to get there. Every other country has already gotten to the point where they said, don't leave your house. So why are we waiting? We, we know 
We know how the numbers multiply. Just stay home. But then we have to figure out how do we take care of each other. Yeah, I think most in, in my office, we, we ended up locking the door and saying, hey, you know, we're not taking in uh, clients physically, please call us. And I think you're going to see more and more, but I still, you know, I'll drive by a restaurant and it's packed full. And I'm like, that's probably not prudent. But I, just to go kind of go back to your initial point there, Bruce, this is a very unique time in history. And I think it's really important for all uh, fathers, businesses, teachers to start exploring how they can leverage these new tools, these new technologies to, to stay afloat because uh, it's an unprecedented um, particular time in history that we're going through. Uh, before we get into the, the, the world famous Actidad rapid fire questions here, Bruce, where okay. can people find you if they want to know more about what you're doing with your sports broadcasting, your credit card processing? Where can we find out more about Bruce Silverman? All right. Well, um, I'm on LinkedIn, so you can find me on, uh, on LinkedIn, Bruce Silverman. Uh, the Twitter is at Silverman Show. The Instagram is at Silverman on Sports. Um, trying to be a little bit more active right now uh, on LinkedIn. I'm really just trying to give some some great um, insight and advice. Uh, I majored it in um, in advertising at the University of Georgia, and there's one story that really stuck with me, and it was one of my posts yesterday. And if you don't mind, I'll tell the story really, really quick. You know. Four years of education, and this is the only thing that that actually stayed with me. So, um, you know, I guess that goes with my with the paperweight I got from graduating from the greatest school of journalism. Um, but there was a this is the story that was told me in an advertising class by a professor. There was a bakery in London that made bread, just like any other wholesome or Wonder Bread or whatever it is. And when England was brought into World War II, the government came and said, "We're going to take over your bakery." and we're going to make munitions in your factory. And they did. But this is what the bakery did. For four plus years, they advertised their bread. They promoted their bread, even though you couldn't buy it, taste it, or smell it. And that takes a lot of forethought. It also obviously takes a lot of cash when you don't have cash coming in to promote a business that basically can't do business. But when the war was over and the government said, you can have your bakery back, couldn't keep the bread on the shelves. Yeah. And I think that's the insight that people need to take right now when it comes to business. Might have to stretch thin, might be difficult to do. Some people won't be able to do it, but if you can, find ways, even if it's social media and it's free, find ways to promote your business every single day. Even if you're not in business, if you're a restaurant and you can't sell food, salivate, take the pictures of your food, take all that food porn that you have right now, and keep putting it out on social media so that when we can go back to your restaurant, when we can buy your goods and services, people are going to need, want, and desire them. So that would be my advice. If anybody wants to get more in depth on it, um, uh, they can go on social media and reach out to me. Go to LinkedIn and reach out and happy to talk to anybody, even if I can't help you, even if you're an industry that can't use my expertise, I'm still willing to talk to anybody at any time. Love it, could not agree more. If everyone is at home, everyone's at home and they're on their phone. This is the time to reach them. Love that, Bruce, Absolutely. great. That's okay. like what we're doing right now. That's exactly it, brother. That's exactly it. Uh, so Bruce, rapid yeah. fire questions here. I got a few of them. Bring here. it. What's your favorite story to tell your kids? Um, 
probably anything sports related and um, anything probably Georgia Bulldogs related, which right now I'm outnumbered in my house. It used to be that there were two, two Bulldogs and one Gator in my house, and now there's two Gators and one Bulldog. I still think the numbers are in my favor. Very good. If there was one athlete that you could speak to, any athlete in history, who'd you talk to? Oh, wow. Um, probably Jackie Robinson. Great one. Great or one. Satchel Paige. Josh Gibson. Probably, yeah, somebody in the baseball realm. And I would want to talk to, to one of those guys. Um, I, I think because I, I'd want to know the stories, the trials and the tribulations, and maybe in what we're going through today, some of those um, lessons would, would really, um, really be great to learn. Um, in a little bit of a side note, but we're on it. So I mentioned a, a number of Negro League players right there. One of my favorite museums in, in the country, in the world, is the Negro League Museum in Kansas City. And uh, Bob Kendrick, who is the, uh, the, the curator and the, the president, is an amazing storyteller. And I had a great experience of starting the tour there. And um, uh, I, I think uh, Cool Papa Bell might be one that I would want to meet as well. And he's, he was a huge, huge fan of Buck O'Neill. And the way that he spoke to Buck, I think I would like to meet him as well. Love that. Great list. Uh, Bruce, pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? I've done it. I will admit it. I'm okay with it. <laughs> Deal. Not Deal. often. Not often. Usually in those places that you go to where they make everything right in front of you and you can just dump as many tar you know, right, things right. as you want, and I'll make them put the pineapple on. Okay, but here's the thing. Without juice, squeeze out the juice. Just the pineapple. Don't make the pizza any more watery than it needs to be. Okay, I see what you're doing there. I like that. I like that. All right, last question here for you, Bruce. If you had a billboard that could reach millions and millions and millions of fathers, what would you put on that billboard? Love them and give them a hug no matter what. Love that. Bruce said it. I agree with it. Thank you, Bruce. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I know we've been talking about it for a while. And, you know, if it takes a, takes a virus to get us in, in the house to do the interview, I'm okay with it. And happy to come on with you anytime. Great stuff. You too, brother. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Bruce Silverman. I walked away with a ton of value. I love the stories he shared about his son joining him in the booth and setting his kid up for success. I just think that's a really powerful, one of the most important things that we can do is fathers. So I just really want to show some love to Bruce. You can check him out all over social media. Make sure that you show him some love. Again, if you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Fresh episode. Every week, I interview everyone from professional athletes, celebrities, broadcasters, presidential candidates, tons and tons of awesome dads out there being highlighted on the Awesome Dad Show. I'd also like to encourage you, head over to patreon.com slash actadad. We're developing a great community over there. This is a place where you can get exclusive behind-the-scenes content on the whole actadad platform, whether you want to pledge $1, $5, $10 a month. Everything counts and really helps in improving the quality of guests and the quality of of the audio experience. So please head over to patreon.com slash actadad. Show me some love. Help support the actad program. In the meantime, stay safe. Get ready. There's more awesome programming coming to the actadad network. Have a great one. Peace.